You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. And welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. And if you're new, if you have not been paying attention, this is episode number 10. And kind of how this thing works is I pick a topic and I kind of just rant about it for 8, 12, maybe even 15 minutes if the topic you know, needs that much time. But really what I'm looking to do is just kind of create some education and awareness about a specific topic that's kind of like going on and what I'm training and what is going on in my life in terms of like how I'm working with athletes. It could be something relevant to me and uh, specifically how I'm training. So there's a lot of different things that happen throughout the week that I just kind of touch upon and, and kind of go through. So what today is International Women's Day and coincidentally, I mostly train females, right? I, I would say for the most part over the last 15 plus years, I would say I'd be pretty close to 80-20 split on female athletes to male athletes. Now, I do coach some some high school football age athletes, some college football players, and a few you know college age or high school lacrosse players. But for the most part, I've been spending most of my time working with female athletes, high school, college, and, and a few kind of professional athletes who are working in some different different scopes of things. And this kind of started way back, if you follow from like episode one or two, where I kind of talked about the history, where I started coaching girls track and field in Brooklyn. And when I was coaching there, what I found that was different, at least, you know, it, what I want to talk about today, I guess, is the differences between coaching females and or boys and girls and males or females. So, I started coaching the, the girls' track team in Brooklyn, and this is a very large track team. Not not to say that it, it matters the size of the team, but on that team, we were have upwards of like 80 to 100 girls. Now, not all of them were there to perform well at track and field. Some of them were there because they were able to get out of their gym class, aka physical education. So we had a lot of girls on the team, and I was able to carve out a little niche out of that team and take some of the athletes who are really, really serious about track and field. You know, in New York City, you have a lot of homes, Caribbean homes and people who really value track and field much more so than some other places because, you know, you have a lot of people from Jamaica, you have people from Haiti, you have people from the Bahamas, people who value and really look at track and field as like a main primary sport versus in America, track and field is like a secondary tertiary type sport where people just do it for something to do when they're not playing soccer or when they're not playing basketball or whatever. So in New York city, some of these athletes track and field was their main, the main deal, you know, the best thing out there. And what I found, you know, working both with football players in New York city and the, the girls track team is that the girls were, were much more coachable overall. They had less kind of outside drama you know, they, they did well in school for the most part. There was no disciplinary issues in school where the boys, you kind of had to keep your eye on them. And when it came to coaching, they kind of trusted you, you know, that they, they went more, you know, they believed in the program. They believed that you were there for them and they, that you were able to, you know, offer them the best, 
the best thing. Whereas a lot of the boys would second guess things or they can do it better. And, you know, they had all these different kind of mindset things. So I think that was, that's the first kind of eye opening experience for me is the difference between training boys and girls is just like the overall mindset of things where boys, I feel sometimes it's harder to get them to buy in. It's harder for them uh, to get into where they really trust you and will just kind of follow what you're doing. Um, and the girls, I think were, were a little bit more, you know, open to different ideas. They didn't care about like looking silly if there was an exercise or, or a drill or something that we were trying to do. If they thought it, if you thought it was going to make them better and they went in with it, whereas the guys don't want to look a certain way when they're doing and they want to lift heavy and they want to do certain things that, you know, just might not be the most beneficial for them. So that was the first thing. And, and when we're talking about coaching differences between males and females, I think that's the big, a, a big chunk of it. Because when we get into the actual nitty gritty of training, there isn't a whole lot that I do or would do differently. I think there's a couple of things that when you're looking at female athletes, and if we look at lower body, we start in the bottom, lower body specifically, you might find that girls you know, pound for pound are just as strong lower body and can handle a lot of volume, and a lot of intensity with lower body work just as much as any boy can. And I think that's where, you know, the only differences are that you might find with some athletes, but this isn't, you know, for the most part, if they're a runner or a track and field athlete, or they do something where they run a lot, they're not as, you know, I guess curvaceous or as some of, uh, you know, might think as a traditional female body type. So you might get something where they call, they have a larger Q angle, which is the angle from their hips to their knees, which is why, you know, some people attribute that to having more knee injuries because of the angle there puts more pressure on the knee and things like that. So there is a, a point of that that is relevant and you have to kind of consider when you're your training, you know, their hips might be a little bit wider and the angle on their knee might be. So you might have to do a few more things to, you know, maybe work to stabilize the hips and knees than you might with uh, male athletes. But overall, I, I, you know, any good training program is going to incorporate both uh, unilateral and bilateral strength training. So if you're not incorporating any unilateral training at all, then you're missing out on some, some key, you know, progress, some key health indicators. So you, we want to incorporate both bilateral and single leg lateral stuff or single leg or unilateral stuff. And with that said, because, you know, female soccer players, especially, which is a, a large population of who I work with, the most common injury for female soccer players is ACL and ACL injuries. So we want to do our best to try to mitigate the risk of that as much as possible. And that is, you know, doing a lot more, maybe single leg stability and just kind of working on different ways that they can navigate those situations where they might be in uh, an, an, a non-advantageous position on the field that could put them at risk for injury. And again, I don't want anyone to tear their ACL or anyone to get injured in that facet. So I will do the same for both the, the guys and the girls. So it doesn't really matter much there as well. So I think unilateral or lower body strength training and core stability would be the focus for any high school or collegiate or even professional athlete. If we start working up towards the upper body, this is where things might change a little bit. Um, overall, I, I have found that the guys can handle more volume of upper body work than the girls. The girls kind of fizzle out much faster when it comes to upper body strength training. So, you know, we do even, but this is again, if we're talking about high school 
boys and girls today, right? A lot of them struggle to do basic push-ups or pull-ups and things like that. So a lot of the work that we do isn't even weight driven, but yeah, body weight driven. So I want athletes to learn how to climb, learn how to do pull-ups, learn how to do push-ups, learn how to do dips. And then once we get there, we can start, you know, doing some more. But what I do find is that, you know, some of the female population, when they are doing upper body exercises, like a push-up or a pull-up or a dip, is that they have a good, you know, their first set can be like really strong and then they, they have a big drop off in subsequent sets, whereas the guys can kind of hang on to their sets a little bit longer and a little bit more. And I just attribute that to, you know, like guys having a little bit more upper body build, but overall strength, you know, pound for pound, you know, girls, lower bodies are, are just as good. And that's the primary thing I've been telling football players this all year. If you're going to be bad at any exercise, if you're an athlete, be bad at the bench press. So I'm not overly concerned with, you know, athletes having a big bench press, especially, you know, if you're any sort of field or court sport athlete, you don't really need to have a ton of upper body strength. Maybe a football player, if you're pushing and doing stuff like that, like linemen. But overall, all you need to be is healthy and be able to jostle for position with some core and some, you know, some just to look good in your t-shirt type things. So overall, um, you know, I, I think that if we're tra- talking about the specific differences between males and females, like again, just a quick review, lower body wise, you might want to focus a little bit more on that knee because the ankle, the angle from the the, the hips to the knees might be a little bit more dramatic from females to, to, to males and you might have to focus on really some strengthening stuff there a little bit more than you might for males maybe um and then for upper body wise you just have to recognize that the girls may not be able to handle as much volume and intensity for the upper body exercises that they will fatigue out much quicker Um, but other than that the females that i work with will put our boys through the ringer and they will outwork them nine out of ten days you know, they'll, they'll push themselves harder. They're lifting just as heavy weights, at least for lower body exercises. They're sprinting hard. You know, they're competing with them in, in sprints and agility drills and they're, they're crushing it. So overall, there isn't a big to big difference. So I think when we're talking about female athletes versus male athletes, girls don't want to lift because they're scared of getting big. You know, guys want to get big, so they're trying to lift. But I think overall, your body type is going to have some dictation on how big you can actually get. You know, I have some athletes who I've trained for multiple years and they look relatively the same, but they may be really, really strong. So it doesn't matter how big you get and it's hard to get big and put on a lot of mass anyway, unless you're eating a ton and doing a ton of like hypertrophy style training, which is not what I promote when we're doing athletic performance. Um, So you want to make sure that we are all strength training, you know, whether you're a girl or a guy, um, we want to make sure that the strength training is a key part of your, your routine, your training regimen, you know, if you should be doing at least two to three times a week, you know, to stay healthy, to move your body through full ranges of motion. You know, I'm not really a big advocate for long, slow distance or zone two training. And, you know, maybe once a week as a recovery model, to be able to kind of flush the system and get just blood flowing and get the heart rate going. But overall, we want to use the strength training as a way to increase our range of motion, strengthen our range of motion, and be able to perform on the field when things matter most. Happy, you know, whatever day you're listening to this, this is on, I record these on Thursday or for Thursday, and this is a Wednesday right now. And again, just talking about some differences between males and females and how, how you would attack training different populations and not much there, 
but just some things to be conscious of. If you like this episode and other episodes on this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So you shoot me a couple of reviews on wherever you're listening, maybe a couple of stars for, you know, things like that. I think five stars is the best. So I would appreciate some of those that help me keep creating some of this content for you and hope you enjoy and have a great day.